flawless victory. Oh, hello, Popheads! Welcome to issue 155 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from Raiden's Temple. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please remember to follow us on social media. We are at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you are liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with all your friends, family, loved ones, and people you are engaged in Mortal Kombat with. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. If there's something we're not on, please let me know and I'll make sure we get there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take the time to write us a five-star review. It is the best and easiest way to A, support the show, and B, defeat the evil algorithm that attempts to keep us down and people can't find us. We must defeat the algorithm. We must execute a flawless victory and uh, finish it all at once. So don't worry, we got this. All right, we're here for a very special episode. Obviously, we're talking about Mortal Kombat. We're going to be linking up with our Mortal Kombat uh, companion, (laughs) Roger Smith, a.k.a. Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. He is my go-to source for Mortal Kombat information and knowledge. Uh, We've we've had him on the show talking about Mortal Kombat in the past, and we're going to have him do it again for us today. So hopefully we're going to get a little bit of a, a video game conversation going on about Mortal Kombat, the game, and, and all the different uh, avenues and aspects of the story, of, of, of the backstory for some of the characters. And then obviously we're going to talk about the new film. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's even a little bit of a, of a comparison done between this new 2021 version and the uh, 2000, or I'm sorry, the 1995 version that many of us remember uh, probably, I, I'd say fondly, right? Uh, my memories of it are pretty good. Like I know, if you watch it now, uh, some of the special effects and things like that probably don't hold up all that well. But that doesn't. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm blinded by nostalgia. But it'll be it'll be interesting to talk about all this stuff. So th- before we kind of get into it, uh, um, let me. Well, let's thank the official members of Pophead Nation first, because without them, the show doesn't exist. So thank you to our page, our, our our Patreons, which you can become. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, you can join the nation and gain access to sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current patrons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of A-Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company right here in San Diego, and the official, well... I don't know. You know, I'm still hashing out this this name for for our our, our good friend Jesus Beer Hops. Um, I, right now I'm on Hophead Ambassador, but I think I might change it to the Hophead Brigadier. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that sounds in my ears once I hear it a couple more times. 
So, so Jesus, keep me posted on on if you're digging your 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 honorary titles, or if you got one you want to suggest because uh, I like alliteration. So <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this one. But beer hops, the beer hops brigadier, that kind of works, right? I don't know. We'll see. But thank you so much for being our newest member of Pophead Nation, and 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 welcome aboard. Hope you enjoy the bonus content. All right. So as I said, let's get into our show. We are here to discuss, and again, it'll be a, a wide ranging discussion. But the featured item to discuss is 2021's Mortal Kombat. Now, uh, now available to watch in theaters. If you're living someplace fortunate enough that be uh, safe enough to have an open movie theater, or you can watch it on HBO Max. This movie is directed by Simon McCoy, written by Greg Russo, with a story by, uh, yeah, screenplay by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan. Uh, Oren Utzel gets a, a story by credit, along with uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias, who created the video game. So I guess they get, they get some recognition as well, right? They only created the damn game. All right, our main cast, uh, Louis Tan is Cole Young, Jessica, Jessica McNamee is Sonya Blade, Josh Lawson is Kano. Joe Talsum is Sub-Zero. Makad Brooks, who we've talked about on the show before because he's on, he was on Supergirl. He's Jax. Matilda Kimber is Emily. Laura Brent as Allison. And, you know, we're kind of all over the place right now. <laughs> Tadenobu Asano is Lord Raiden. Hiroyuki Sanada is Scorpion. Chin Han is Sang Tsung. Uh, Lundi, Lundi Lin. Lin is Liu Kang. Max Wang is Kung Lao. Uh, Sissy Stringer is Melina Mel Jarnson as Natara. And Nathan Jones as Rico. Oh, and you got Daniel Nelson as Cabal. But, well, you know, there's and there's more people, too. But those are kind of like our main fighters in the movie. So that's, I want to make sure we got them a little credit. I hope I didn't butcher anyone's name too badly there. I was doing my best. And it, it, it's a strong cast. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. You know, a lot of people that you recognize from other avenues of pop culture are in this movie, and so that's that's always a good sign. And I'm not going to get into my thoughts on the movie just yet, because we're going to link up with Raj in just two darn seconds. So let's get into it. I hope you've watched the movie, because we are going to have a spoiler-filled conversation. We are gonna, we're going to get into it, and it's it's going to be a fun one. All right? Get ready. I, th- I think we're going to have a, a fun, fun show. Um, Roger's going to have a unique opinion. I'm going to have a unique opinion, and it should uh, lead to a... a, a Interesting conversation. All right, but before we get into the show, there's there's one thing you have to do first. You have to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. Kano wins. <laughs> you fucking beauty. Hey, all right. Joining us once again. Via the power of the internet, our good friend Jedi Raj is here. He's Jedi Raj, but I, I I feel like for today's show, we should rename you like some kind of cool Mortal Kombat name. Uh, I'll be uh... like Raj Cage. <laughs> that one bad enough for you? <laughs> I'll be uh, Raj Khan this time. <laughs> Sub Roger. <laughs> I think I like Sub Roger. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can live with that. <laughs> There's worse ones we can get to. Yeah, Raj Zero might not have the same ring to it. <laughs> Raj Pow. <There> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Raj, Raj Lau, excuse me. 
<laughs> I was doing I was doing the uh, the Kano line. I I messed it up. <laughs> nice. Um, Roger, I have I have uh, actually before we get into it, Roger, what's in your glass, man? We have a tradition to uphold. We have to drink. Oh something yeah, we delicious. do. Delicious. I'm actually trying something new. I just uh, saw this one. I think it's relatively new beer. Uh, it's from Pizza Port and El Segundo. It's called Rippin' Bear. You know what? I so, have that in my fridge. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's a 7.2% IPA. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's clear. Um, <laughs> it tastes great. I mean, it's uh, very effervescent in flavor. Definitely a uh, clear IPA type West Coast uh, vibe to it. So, yeah, definitely uh, something nice and easy to drink. Very cool. I, I'm also sticking in the West Coast IPA category. I am trying something that new for the show. This is from nice. a Bolden Beer Company. I believe, okay. they're, I believe they're up there in, in Mira Mesa, or Miramar, maybe. Okay. Um, and it, this is uh, called Clear Intentions. It's 7% Amarillo, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Nice. We do like those hops. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. This is tasting pretty, <laughs> this is tasting pretty darn good. Mm-mm-mm. Nice. All right, my friend. I trust you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Everything's been great. Uh, you know, just been here at home for the most part. But, uh, you know, been been staying happy, healthy, all that fun stuff, you know. Excellent. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> we we um, we are coming together because, like, like, as you know, as I've been alluding to, it was kind of a big <laughs> kind of a big deal for this podcast to talk about Mortal Kombat. This is one of yeah. your favorite things ever. This is something that was intrinsic to my childhood. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, we got to get into it. Let, let's and, and you know we've been teasing doing a doing like a, a proper Mortal Kombat episode, probably mm-hmm. since the beginning of this of this show. Uh, so yeah. now, with a new movie, we can finally deliver. And and uh, if if I know if I know Roger, he has <laughs> he has put together a comprehensive forty five page history of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That he will now begin to read to us. <laughs> oh man, you know I was uh, trying to refresh on my history for <laughs> all of Mortal Kombat. It is ridiculous. <laughs> like there are literally pages upon pages of Mortal Kombat history, and just you know over the scope of all eleven games now, it's it's insane, and it's just it's to the point where there's been so many like changes and retcons. And then animated movies that have come out, and obviously the original movie, live-action movie that came out a long time ago. There are at least four to five different retellings of the same story, all of them doing kind of different things. (laughs) So that's one of the, uh, I I guess, the big precursors uh, to, to our MK discussion here is that pretty much everything we say is only true ish <laughs> there's uh there's not a lot of uh cohesion in a lot of the different story arcs for Mortal Kombat. But so I figured what we're going to like focus on mostly is the the original uh storyline, you know, everything up through the first tournament and uh just kind of the overview on top of that like characters, names, places, things, just because they're the only things that kind of stay consistent throughout okay. the entire uh, MK saga, we'll say. What uh, what what was your first, uh, how did you first get into Mortal Kombat? Was it just, you know, you playing uh, on like home consoles that, when you were a kid, or was you at the arcade and playing it? 
Oh, it, you know, funny enough, it's uh, actually there. I remember vividly there was this one little taco shop a couple blocks from my house. Um, and in the taco shop, you know, they would always I would always be frustrated because, they, you know, as a kid, you're super impatient. And it took them like forever to make tacos there. <laughs> like, you know, we would order something and I swear it would feel like, you know, we were there for an hour. But I mean, they were good, but you know, <laughs> right, right. as an impatient kid, you're just kind of sitting there. And I remember in the back corner, they had a Mortal Kombat machine. And I just remember, you know, my mom would never, you know, let me play the game because it was way too violent for me at the time. You know, I must have been like, you know, seven or eight or something when I was there. But I would always be watching the other bigger kids playing the game, you know. Um, so I always thought it was just like the coolest thing, you know, just seeing these guys just punching each other into the air you know whipping out chains and freezing each other and you know i just always remember like reading the little command list on top of the you know <laughs> where they have the uh the joysticks and everything so yeah no it was just uh, probably just like uh first memories were just seeing other people play it at the arcade and just seeing like kids come up one kid beating another and it was probably my first introduction to like, you know, low scale, like arcade culture in a way, you know, just seeing that, uh, the flow of people challenging each other at the machine, you know? So I think that was probably the, around the first time that I saw it. Right on, man. What, do you remember which one it was? Uh, you know, it was either, it was either two or three cause it was pretty early on. Um, it was definitely one of the earlier ones. Cause I remember it like, being you know definitely 2d graphics but i remember there not being that many characters so it was most likely two or three i want to say it was two because i'm pretty sure Jax was in there and i think he started in two yeah but yeah. uh something it was one of those two yeah uh for for me it was uh because i am uh, just a smidge older than you roger <laughs> i i was i was there at the beginning i remember going to uh the putt-putt miniature golf <laughs> In, uh, in in Rockville, Maryland, and they had an arcade there, and we, that's where we would go on Friday nights when I was like in middle school. So this is like <laughs> this is like ninety one, ninety two ish, and, yeah. and seeing the first Mortal Kombat game and it just being like nothing else I'd ever seen before. And then obviously, oh, yeah. you know, when you're that age and it's got like all the blood and stuff in it, you're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I want to play this all the time forever and ever and ever. <laughs> the gore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we we would look forward to Fridays so we could go and try to get on the Mortal Kombat machine and and you know beat whoever the hell was on it so we could take it over yeah. and you know and just go to town and that and uh, <laughs> then then like the dream came true and it, it got announced that it was going to be out on on home consoles. Yeah, Super Nintendo and Genesis would both have a, you know editions of it, but the oh. Nintendo version would would infamously not have the blood. It, yeah. it would be like gray matter, which would shoot out of them. But there was like a code that you could put yeah. in to get Mortal Kombat's blood to turn red. But I always the thought that was so code. funny. Yeah, there was a blood code. But like if you had Genesis, they're just like, now nah, fuck it, blood everywhere to hit hit them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny because I remember that being a huge controversy back in the day. I mean, just beyond the, uh, you know, obvious violence and video game stuff like that. The I think the Nintendo version ran better. But the Sega version naturally had blood in it. So it was always like, well, which one did you want more? You know, so, but then once you had the blood code, you kind of had the best of both worlds. So my, my brother and I were not very good at sharing when we were kids. <laughs> and we were, we were, we were very different in, in a lot of senses uh, because I, I was very much a Sega kid and he uh -huh. was a Nintendo kid. So he yeah. had a Super Nintendo and I had a Genesis. 
and we each got Mortal Kombat for ourselves, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. So we never even really like, played against each other all that much because like yeah. we were just interested in in you know playing it ourselves and kind of climbing up the ladder. Yeah, beating the towers. Yeah, and and it was the home console was was where I first got pretty good at the game uh, because. You know, I only had so many quarters I could pump into that damn machine. Before, I was like, oh, I'm out of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, yeah, I, I remember the first two games very, very fondly. Uh, I have a passing familiarity with three. Yeah. But then after three, I sort of fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really know why. I, I think I was, like, playing, like, I think I, didn't, I got into, like, Tekken or something instead for fighting games. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember being really big into tech, Tekken and Soul Calibur. Um mm-hmm. So I kind of lost touch with Mortal Kombat, and I would I would occasionally revisit it um, down the road, like when, you know once like Xbox stores came, you know everything once everything went online. Yeah, it got a lot. It got a little easier to kind of like touch base with the series again, and then obviously being being friends with you kind of got me interested <laughs> in in playing it again. So I, I got uh, Mortal Kombat ten. Yeah, the the, uh, the XL version or whatever with all the yeah, with, with all everything. the DLC characters. Sure. Yeah, and so I, I kind of was working my way through that, but I, it was so funny because I think you were the one who told me that like ten's actually like the middle chapter of a trilogy because they they kind of like rebooted it in nine or something. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So essentially, that's kind of what happened, and that's why I was telling you like the the, the storyline has now been retold like another time. With nine, they went back and started from the beginning. But what they did was, you know, everything in the prior game still happened, but it was almost like it went back to the beginning, but there was like now future messages being given to Raiden. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to like understand, okay, like what are these messages that are being sent to me? Like what are these visions that I'm seeing? So he keeps seeing these visions of like, you know, these, this other future of things that he's trying to prevent. And so it's kind of funny in the MK9 story, it's basically him trying to prevent all of the bad things that have happened in all the other Mortal Kombat games, but just misunderstanding the message and making things worse. Of course, of course, <laughs> as one does. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's why we get characters like Cyber Sub-Zero in that one, because, you know, like, you have Cyrax and Sector, which were, like, the cyber uh, ninja androids or whatever, but, you know, he does something to change the timeline, and now Sub-Zero gets converted into a, a cyborg, too. So it's it's that kind of storyline where it's just like, well, everything he did, he was trying to avoid this future, and in doing so, he made an even worse future. <laughs> so the, the storyline gets pretty trippy, and like I said, it's like the, the fourth or fifth time retold by that point. Um, but yeah, definitely that's where it kind of like soft reboots in the sense that it retells the whole story generally, you know, but so it's like a good jumping in point if you hadn't, you know, known anything prior, but if you did know like all that backstory, you'd be like, oh, that's a reference to that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I guess, I guess we should say like the, you know, the, the broad strokes of the game is, is this tournament takes place, uh, and you know. All, between all the different realms of the universe or existence, I, I'm not quite sure if I got my head around that. And they yeah. they engage in a Mortal Kombat tournament, and if if one realm w- wins ten in a row, which seems like mm-hmm. a lot, they then yeah. have the right to invade the other realms. Yeah, yeah. So so essentially, I guess from my understanding, there's like five realms. So there's Earth realm, there's Adenia, there's Outworld, 
Chaos Realm, and the Nether Realm. So you got these five like, different, like, they're kind of like planets or like, it, it's never really clear if, if it's like a multiverse kind of thing or what it is. But essentially, yeah, if, if you win Mortal Kombat 10 times in a row, then you get to like merge the two realities together. So from my, what I'm getting from like how they explain it is that, yeah, basically this world just like merges into your world and you just get this weird overlap and whoever wins just gets to control everything. Yeah. And again, my, my memory may be playing tricks with me, but I remember in those early games, one and yeah. two in particular, but maybe even three, it was just, it was just like earth realm and, and outworld, wasn't it? Or was yeah. there a third one I, I forgot about? Yeah, no, essentially it was just Earth, uh, Earth Realm and Outworld. They were kind of the two. Outworld was kind of being headed by the main baddies, like Shao Kahn was kind of like the leader there. But, you know, you had Shang Tsung pulling the strings mm-hmm. and then Quan Chi, if you get further on, doing even worse shit. So it's like, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of vile stuff happening in Outworld and they're kind of the ones trying to conquer Earth Realm. Yeah, but did they say why? <laughs> That was one of my questions. I, was like, I can't remember if there was like an actual reason, or it's just because like we're bad and we want to conquer everything. You know, it's kind of like I know like Shang Tsung's goal is essentially just absorb all the souls, right? <laughs> so pretty much that would be his goal. And like uh, Shao Kahn, well, I mean, he's just like the natural conqueror guy, so that might just be his motivation, just to conquer and control. You know, right? If if you were the I didn't ask you to. I didn't ask you to prepare for this. So if if you can't answer it, I I understand. But like, wh- I mean, which game do you think is the best? There's eleven uh, of them. It's probably a hard question. <laughs> it is tough. I mean, I had a lot of fun with you know, like obviously the originals have the nostalgia, but I, I would honestly say like if you're going back to playing them now, oh, they're honestly probably <laughs> like nine or ten in terms of just having like overall story and just like all the characters are in the game you know like especially nine it kind of brought back like a a lot of older characters that we hadn't seen in a long time and uh and a bunch of cool guest characters and then you had that in 10 you had even more cool guest characters i think i had the most fun with 10 like personally okay because i I love nine but then going back to 10 you're like oh you know i get to play all these cool characters and I get, like, Alien and Predator and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think Jason's in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get, like, a bunch of cool characters in there, and you're just kind of, like... It's, like, a cool balance because it's kind of, like, the first time that after Nine and everything else is, like, okay, now we're starting this new future story, you know, this storyline that happens later on. So you're kind of, like, moving forward beyond, like, the old timelines of everything. So... Yeah, I would. I want to say probably ten was my favorite. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm having a lot of fun with eleven too. I probably know the mechanics best in eleven, but but I had fun with ten. That was that was a good game. Yeah, and I don't know which game it was. I mean, again, maybe maybe you'll be, you'll be the one to, to to answer this for me. But uh, there there's more than one mode to the game now. Like there's like story mode, and then there's like the tournament mode where you can just like climb the ladder and and win Mortal yeah. Kombat. But the, yeah, yeah, there's this whole complex like story mode too, where you kind of like bounce from character to character as they're, they're telling like the, the the grand overall plot i guess of of this this like, trilogy of games do, yeah do you have a, a preferred method or do you i mean do you just want to go in there and punch people in the face or do you like the story mode 
<laughs> I usually start with the story mode in most of the games. I mean, I'm, I'm not super, like, invested in the story. Like, or, I mean, at least not until probably 10 was I, like, really into it. Just because it, it felt like kind of, like going into a new direction with Mortal Kombat. Right. Just because they kind of introduced like the the you know, the kids of the original cast and that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool to see. Um but yeah, no, I, I think I typically hit up story mode and then once I just like beat that through, I'll just start going through towers and stuff. And I, like like I mentioned to you, uh, ten was kinda like my first time diving back into the into the series. And, yeah, and I yeah, and I, I was I went into story mode first as well, <laughs> but and I was like, I quickly was like, what the fuck is happening in this game? <laughs> because <laughs> I, like like I said, it, it turns out I'm I'm starting with like the middle chapter of of a trilogy or something like that. Yeah, kinda. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, Outworld's here, and all this shit's going on. I'm in this helicopter. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I, I quickly had to go into YouTube and start watching uh, like the cinematic stuff from from the previous game to be like, what is happening here? And that's when I figured out like the raid and stuff back in t- the time travel elements. I was like, oh, they're kind of like like doing like a like you said, I think a soft reboot of the continuity yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, so much happens in nine. I mean, they literally go back and retell the entire storyline of the game from the first one. So it's like they're packing all that story into one game. Like this, I think the story mode for that game is like got to be like almost ten hours. Or I, something. I was gonna like, say I was watching it on YouTube. I was kind of like refreshing myself over the weekend, refreshing yeah. my memory over the weekend. I should say not refreshing myself. That's a different, different, different story. <laughs> Uh, and and yeah, I, I pulled up the the, the 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 cinematic for that game, and it was like like a ten hour, ten eleven hours. And I was like, I don't yeah. have fucking time for this. <laughs> yeah, it's insane how much they go through in that game. I just remember like constantly like getting to a point, being like, okay, this is where the story mode's gonna end. It's like, nope, there's a completely different section after this. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and it's nuts. I mean, there's so many characters in the game now too, over like the eight or nine or whatever it was from from yeah. the first game. There's so many. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously going back to the first one, I remember uh, one of the coolest things about it was like the secret fighter, you know, on, un- un- you know, getting to unlock reptile. Yeah. Who I, it, it, we'll talk about this later, but they still haven't gotten right in the movies, in my opinion, either one. No. <laughs> but <laughs> poor reptile just does not get any justice. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> he really gets. I, I, I remember that being a character I liked a lot in the games, and then they just yeah. they, in the in the movies he's been just an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was actually yeah he was cool in ten in the, in the game, but like he's not even in eleven, so okay. it's like well, spoilers, yeah, Roger. Jeez, yeah, he just gets shafted. <laughs> <laughs> and what as far as I can tell, nothing really even happened to him in ten that would make it so he's not there anymore. So you, you would say you have a pretty good skill set at this game, right? Like you're not just in there mashing buttons or anything. Like you know the moves. Like you know how to execute things. Yeah, I was actually uh, like playing online to uh, try to unlock a, a skin that you could only get if you got to a certain rank. So I was I was grinding in there like for, for a few weeks. So I had to learn my character pretty well. And who's your favorite character? Uh, probably one of, the, one of the newer characters from 10, Aaron Black. He's kind of like the cowboy character <laughs> something about that makes me laugh that's just funny <laughs> yeah yeah no it's like it's not a character that i really expected would be my favorite but like i just really liked his move set in 10 and uh 
I just thought it was funny that there was a cowboy fighting ninjas. And I'm like, you know, I'm sold. Let's go. <laughs> right. Hey, right on. Maybe maybe that's a character I'll have to check out next time I fire the game up. Uh, yeah, he, he's got some fun stuff. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I feel like we've, I feel like we've talked about the video games enough, right? Like got all the, all the big <laughs> stuff out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, people have at least a, a basic understanding of of why Mortal Kombat is happening. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, you know, and before we get to our our, our current topic, the the movie itself, uh, yeah. what is your uh, what is what is your recollection of the nineteen ninety five Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, you know, I feel like I watch this movie like every few years. Like it's it's definitely. One of the ones that I'm like, you know, I'm in the mood to watch the original Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> you know, I, I love that movie. It's it's the right amount of, of cheesy, campy fun and just all the like great one liners from that movie are just infinitely quotable. Um, you know, I watched it with a little dude and he liked the movie, too. So, <laughs> and you know, it's surprisingly not as violent as you would think it is for being a Mortal Kombat There's movie. There's not a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like, okay, well, the like even the action is pretty tame, you know. Right, right. So, I mean, especially like for a 90s movies, they could have like turned that up because back then it was like crazy gore and violence and everything. So, it's it's a it's a cheesy campy good time to my memory. It has been a long time since I watched it. Uh, but yeah. I, I do have some fondness for it, for sure. Uh, I think the sequel, Annihilation, is an absolute piece of garbage, though. Oh, yeah. No, that that was trash. Yeah. I think even as a kid, people realized it was a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, actually, the other thing I should bring up, too, is is even before they did a movie in 95, I mean, this game, you know, in the early 90s, 91, 92, 93, in that, in that period, was so insanely popular. It's yeah. It spawned its own, like, music soundtracks. Yeah, this and is true. I bought them, and I I still have them to this day. And there's like some of my favorite things <laughs> ever. I got the 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 Immortals are the other ones who uh, yeah infamously put out like that that uh out. I guess it's like an album basically, or like all the characters kind of have like their own tracks and stuff like that. And it's super yeah. neat. And you you basically get the the most well known Mortal Kombat theme ever. Uh, and such a big part of the original movie too. I I love the incorporation of that. And those films, even though I hate Annihilation, um, yeah. and you know, I, I I can't swear that the original Mortal Kombat is, movie is good. I just have nostalgia for it. Sure. Yeah. Those soundtracks are awesome. I mean, like that is oh, yeah. super cool, like industrial metal techno stuff. I mean, it's badass. Like they still hold up, in my opinion. Yeah. No. Definitely. I, I mean, I, I think it's it's a testament to how good it is that we're still using that song in advertising the games and advertising the new movie, you know, like everything has, you know, it's modern day, oops, sorry, modern day <laughs> remix of the original, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's just crazy how like iconic that theme has become, you know? Oh, for sure. And I'd listen, you know, when we get into the movie, we'll get into the movie, but there were multiple times in that, in this new flick where I'm like, well, are they going to play the fucking song? Let's go. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it's like come on, man. No, I uh, uh, during last week leading up to the release of the movie on HBO Max, uh, I, I was I was revisiting the soundtrack, so I was I was getting all like hyped up for for the new one, and I was like, man, yeah. these fucking soundtracks, they still play, man. These are great, and it's yeah, not just no, an, for sure. yeah, it's not just the nostalgia of a forty year old man. Like these are good. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think they still hold up. I mean, I don't think you can play that song and not get hyped for it, even if like you had just been hearing it for the first time, you know? Right, and and let me let me I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly pull up the first Mortal Kombat album, right? All right, so yeah. you you got you got Gravity Kills, KMFDM, Psychosonic, Orbital. I mean, just <laughs> the geniuses on here. You got Fear Factory, Sister Machine Gun, Typo. Neg- I don't like Typo Negative, but they're on here. They're <laughs> they were a big band. You got Napalm Death. I mean, come on, this is great shit on here. Yeah, those are. I mean, those are definitely some names. And then I mean, and the the soundtrack was so popular and so successful. It spawned a sequel uh, soundtrack album called More Combat. <laughs> which is just... That's so funny to think that it's like, oh, it's like a sequel to the last soundtrack. Like you never think of music in that way, but it's like, it's cool to think, you know. No man, this stuff was cool as shit. I like I love this <laughs> stuff so much. These albums were awesome. They were spinning in my car all the time when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old, or ninety five. Oh. I would have been yeah, seventeen's about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Love those albums. Are awesome. Awesome. I urge people to revisit them completely. Don't revisit the Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You don't need to do that. No. no. You know, if you want to watch the OG. Yeah, if you want to watch the OG one, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> For maximum cheese. Yeah. But you know what? Let's let's uh let's get into our main feature. What do you say, Raj? Let's do it. We're going full red alert. Sound the alarm. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Take us to Red Alert. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Roger. I'm going to let you go first because uh, I, I am a gracious host and you are my guest. <laughs> so just just lay it on me. Tell me how much you love this movie because I know you did. <laughs> you know, I liked it a lot. I, I really uh, enjoyed it as a fan of just like campy, like over the top violence and just the entire Mortal Kombat storyline. I think it, it did well enough to, you know, respect the original content, especially with, you know, the character designs. Most of the, uh, like, the personality of the characters came through. I mean, there was, there was a lot of, of good things here for the Mortal Kombat fan, in my opinion. Um, you know, I... There were definitely some things I disagreed with, like... It felt like they tried to balance this weird point between making it grounded and realistic and then making it supernatural in a weird way. You know, like they tried to explain why these weird mystical things were happening. They're arcana. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, we just kind of always accepted that like the MK world isn't like our world. It's kind of like a alternate reality in which there are simultaneously ninjas and cyborgs and sorcerers that are just kind of like floating through, you know, you know, as as they do, as they do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of something that you never really question. It's like, Oh, you know, Jax has robotic arms. Uh, yeah, that's military technology. I guess they can do that. (laughs) So it's right. Right. You know, it's it's weird because it's like they tried to give reasons for why all this weird stuff was happening. But I'm just kind of like, well, your reason didn't really make it much better. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, OK, well, whatever. And in my I opinion, mean, I, made it worse. And so because like some of the time I was just like, I don't like what? Why? Like, what are you doing? 
Yeah, what are you like doing, bro? I don't understand why it happens, <laughs> and I, I think making an explanation just for the sake of explaining it doesn't really make much sense. And I think honestly, that's probably my biggest gripe about the movie. Just that the whole like Arcana thing was kind of cheesy. It's kind of like, oh, you must find your inner strength. See, I <laughs> didn't. Know, even, it felt I very didn't, anime, you know. I didn't even think it was cheesy. I thought it was kind of stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't like this aspect of this at all. Like, stop trying to explain to me why Mortal Kombat is is you know why these guys can do shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give you that. And I, I, th- mean, th- it I think wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I, and I think yeah, I think Jax is probably like the most egregious example of it because yeah. I, I was like, so his arcana just makes metal come out of his body. Like I was, I was really confused by that. Yeah, there's not really like a good explanation as to how it works because yeah, there there were certain things that were literally dependent on something that had just happened. So it's like, had he not lost his arms, would he have still gotten robot arms? Right, you know? right. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's that's a choice, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a choice, and, and and you know, sort of along the lines of what you what you're, what you're saying. A, a, a wiser man than I once said, like, don't try to explain to me why I like something. Just make it happen. Just do it. <laughs> do the things I like. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, so I I think uh, the movie's biggest problem was that it tried to explain things that didn't really need an explanation, and tried to ground a world that didn't need to be grounded you know like i don't think it was any better because you know now scorpion and sub-zero come from the past instead of modern day you know it's like in the mk world we just kind of accepted yeah like there's this uh, clan of ninjas you know there's some japanese ones and some chinese equivalents and it's just like, okay, um, there's these secret ninja clans that still exist to this day. That's fine. We'll, we'll let it be. We'll, we'll have that suspension of disbelief for it, you know? I think secret ninja but, clans is way cooler. <laughs> I, right? That, that's my thing, you know? It's like they tried too hard to make it like, oh, this was the past. And then that's why they have the whole, you know, tie into the present day storyline with Scorpion's descendant or whatever, which mm-hmm. is, you know. Kind of a spoiler, but like if you have any common sense at all, you can see it coming. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I think that's probably one of the, the one of the least surprising aspects of this movie is, is is it's like there's nothing really surprising in it at all. There's nothing that really blows your mind. Sure. And in my opinion, I, this might be controversial. <laughs> I think the movie's kind of shit. Like I, I liked it. Like I like I, I liked parts of it. But yeah. as, as a whole, I'm just like, this is very uneven. Like you said, I, why are we trying to ground this movie in reality? Like, embrace yeah. the craziness of, of Mortal Kombat. Like, like why? Like, you're not making the Dark Knight here. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that point. And I don't disagree that there was a lot of stuff that could be critiqued about the movie. Uh, I think, you know, most of the action was pretty good. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I, I think I'll give it that. I think that the humor, like, especially like Kano's stuff was pretty on point. Um, you know, I definitely laughed out loud at multiple things Kano said. He was probably like the the best part of the movie. I was going to say, so why is Kano my fucking favorite character in this movie? He's like the only guy exerting any kind of personality. Everyone else is so boring. I think that's also another issue, too. It's that, like, they, for some reason, they had the idea of not having Johnny Cage in the movie. 
which I think was a mistake because Johnny Cage's character is, you know, he's supposed to be the everyman, you know, but at the same time, his like attitude just brings that levity to like every situation where it's like, oh yeah, we're talking about sorcerers and, you know, like fighting ninjas and like supernatural powers and he's just the kind of guy that's just there like, you know, I'm just doing me and, you know, like, you guys are freaking crazy. <laughs> but at the same time, that that kind of character that just, like, grounds everything, I think they tried to replace that with Kano, but it shouldn't have been Kano, you know? It's like, because yeah. Kano is an antagonist to all the other characters, so his levity is not endearing as it would be from Johnny, you know? Well, and the, the thing I was wondering about, about Kano, and I, I'm very curious about how, what you think about this, but, you know, yeah. we know the video games. And, sure. and, and part of me wonders if they were trying to do things so that, like, a non-video game audience would be more interested in, in the story. But, yeah. like, all of us who know the video game, like, we know Kane is going to heel turn. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean you never, there's not even a real heel turn. He's, he's a bad guy from the start. <laughs> He's just kind of along for the ride yeah. at a certain point. And then it's like, are you that surprised when he joins up with Outworld? It's like, what the fuck have you been... I mean, he's Kano! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that the biggest uh, the biggest issue, too, then, is that, like, yeah, for, for the Mortal Kombat fan, there's nothing that we didn't see coming. You know, it's like, we knew everything that was going to happen. So, in regards to where the story should have gone, it needed to have... You know, not even necessarily a twist, but just a, a way of telling the story that was, you know, both new and interesting to an MK fan, but at the same time stayed true enough to the original. And I think that's where a lot of people have the problem. I, I definitely understand the people that didn't like the movie, and I totally agree that the movie didn't do a great job in, in keeping with you know, even the, 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 I don't want to say the tone of the original, but like how the original stuck close enough to, you know, the actual Mortal Kombat tournament and everything leading up to it, that it was still kind of like true enough to the video game, you know, mm -hmm. especially at the time we didn't have too much video game to actually work with. Yeah. <laughs> we had these pixelated characters and a vague text story at that point. But, um, you know, I definitely can see how a lot of people didn't like the, the new directions that it took. And I think the reason I did like the movie as far as what it was is that I kind of expected that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was going to be these concessions made. I knew it wasn't going to be the, the original movie storyline or even the video game storyline and however many iterations we've seen it so far. They had to do something different, and I knew that it wasn't going to be, you know, the original story. So I was kind of like, okay, let's see where they take it. Let's see if, if it's egregious or not, you know. So I went in there. If it keeps me entertained with campy comedy and just over-the-top action... I'll I'll give it a like, you know. <laughs> no, and, and that's that's totally fair, and and uh, and I I dude, I understand where you're coming from. I really wanted to enjoy this movie, and I wanted yeah. to like it more than I do. I like I I don't want to say I hate it, but like it's definitely a flawed film. It it, it sure. Like I said, I I I don't feel like it knows what it wants to be necessarily. Yeah, you know, yeah. like is it gonna embrace the crazy Mortal Kombat stuff, or is it, does it want to be this this grounded, like 
Dark Knight-esque version of Mortal Kombat, which I'm like, do we really... Who needs that? Yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely agree to that. I think the they could have done better with just choosing a side and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Mortal Kombat, you got to go over the top and yeah. you got to just go wild with it. I think the fights are really good. I like the fight scenes a lot. I love the opening yeah. sequence, uh, you know, back in like feudal oh, Japan. Yeah. And I, I, for the most part, I like the end of the movie. I like it. Okay. I like, yeah. I, I like the martial arts action part aspect of it, but like sure. in, the, 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 the kind of the rest in between, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it struggled to hold my attention, and Roger, I have to, I have to confess, I fell asleep twice in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I woke up and I rewound it back to where I was. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? I fell asleep. So I rewound it back to where I was, and then I fucking fell asleep again. I was so kind of bored and not interested in these characters. And listen, I, I don't want to put all the all the blame on one character in particular, but I found Cole Young to be the most boring, bland, generic n- character ever. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think I'll agree with you on that one. There was nothing about his character that I really wanted to see win. Mm-hmm. I think his his motivations, like the you know the whole family motivation aspect, like I didn't even know like what his relationship was to them. Like for for like a good, it was part really of the vague. Movie. Like the first part of the movie, like when you when you're introduced to him before his before his uh his uh MMA fight. Yeah, you're just kind of like, okay, like, they... He hangs out with little girls, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's got a little girl in the corner, and there's this other girl that's kind of like wrapping him up, you're kind of like, okay. It it just like, none of it really seemed like, you know, husband-wife-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, I thought that he was kind of like a boyfriend, uh, and she was like, it was like a mom and daughter kind of thing that he was kind of coming into, and I still kind of get that vibe. It doesn't really seem like that girl was his daughter per se, you know, just, I mean, I don't know if it was just the fault of like the script, not making it clear or if they, they just didn't have that connection. Or, or they edited some, some scenes out that would have provided a, a little bit more context or would have allowed that, that relationship to be more fleshed out would have been nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, it doesn't, yeah. I, I don't want to blame, I don't want to blame Lewis Tan. Cause I, uh, uh I actually like Lewis Tan. He was in one of my favorite martial arts shows that was on in recent years. Into the Badlands was a oh, great yeah. martial arts series. It it's a lot of fun. And fortunately, it got canceled before its final season. Um, uh, they, they had like a five-year arc, but they only got to do like four seasons. But but Lewis Tan's like one of the more interesting characters. He, he's not in it a ton. He's one of like the supporting players. Um, yeah. So I, I I like him. I don't think it's his fault. I just th- I, I think the script is just soft. Yeah, I want to say that there was probably uh, like a good amount of like rewrites mm-hmm. and uh, just I don't know. I there were definitely issues where I'm just kind of like, okay, like I don't really know why this is happening. It, it just seemed like there was a lot of uh, a lot of happenstance that just kind of like made things work out. It's like, did Raiden know that sending him back with his family was going to unlock his Arcana? That's like, was that? I, that was the impression yeah, I got. Was like, it was like that was that was like Raiden's plan the whole time. Was, was like, oh, they're they're gonna get their bus kicked, and then uh, they're gonna be able to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, or like how Liu Kang and Kung Lao were kind of just like egging Kano on. Did they know it was supposed to trigger that? Because there was kind of the implication that like they knew that that was gonna happen by pissing him off. It would trigger it, but it's like. 
So do you know how to trigger it or are you just messing with them this whole time? Is this entire training stuff even necessary? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, the story is like paper thin, held together by string and, you know, duct tape. But um, I want to say all the fighting, all the action was great. And like I I said, I think the comedy was was pretty decent overall. There just wasn't enough action, I think. I think was another uh, bit of a failing. And... I, I think like the the most blunt question I can ask you about this movie is yeah. like, where the fuck is the tournament? Like, <laughs> yeah, I had the a tournament with that never too. actually fucking happens. Like, what are no. we doing? <laughs> yeah, it, that was an aspect of the movie that I felt was kind of unnecessary. Also, that it was just like, oh, Shang Tsung's trying to be a dick and kill all the fighters before the tournament, right? And I'm just like. Well, yeah, but, like, there's literally rules against this, but, like, I guess nobody cares to enforce them. No. It's like, okay, well, then why even bother? Why not just take the world and, like... Right, so why are you... Yeah, so if you're going to do that, like, why are you waiting to invade, you know, until you win the tournament? Like, like, what the (laughs) fuck are you... Like, what kind of megalomaniac villain are you if you're just... (laughs) That's the one rule I'll follow. I can't invade. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's just like a half-assed villain. (laughs) And, uh, you know, again, I, I I like a lot of the actors in this movie, and the actor playing uh, Shang Tsung is a, is an actor I really enjoy as well. And, yeah. and I, But I just was like, I don't understand mm-hmm. what you're doing. I don't get it. And I didn't think Outworld looked all that menacing either when, when we cut the scenes in Outworld. Yeah. And they kind of they kind of did Melina dirty, right? Like, she didn't get yeah. it. She was like a thug. That's all she was. She's a henchman, and she's supposed to be, you know, like, daughter of Shao Kahn, like, the next to the line if Katana doesn't take it, you know? And for some reason, Katana's not even in the movie. Shao Kahn's not in the movie. They're statues, but... Yeah. (laughs) We see her fans, but that's about it. I I mean, I definitely get the impression that, that they want to do more of these movies, and, like, Melina's death will be a big big reason like for, would be like the motivating factor for, for for katana to have some kind of grudge in the next one Possibly. even though yeah. she's the daughter of shao khan and would probably want to just kill everyone anyways yeah yeah because yeah that, that that whole thing just they didn't really make it like storyline it's not going to work because katana doesn't like melina anyway right <laughs> so it's like they're going to have to make it so katana is now this neutral character that actually did like her exactly uh, her clone creation sister you know is that the story they came up with for them for i mean yeah melina's supposed to be like technically a clone of katana but also has tarkatan dna which is why her mouth looks like baraka okay so she's, yeah so she's kind of like a, a mixture of dna between the two um, and it's it's kind of like I think Shao Kahn like had Shang Tsung make her or something because Katana didn't want like to follow, uh, you know, ruling under him. I guess so. That's very he's like, well. Opera. I need another heir to the throne. So, uh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, I definitely get the feeling that this movie is trying to set up, you know, if not a trilogy, at least a sequel. Um, and I. I, I you know, I, I hope it works out for them because I'd, I'd like to see another Mortal Kombat movie where maybe they can fix some of the mistakes in this one, some of the some of what I find to be the, the story's shortcomings. Because, like I said, yeah. action-wise, I enjoy it just fine. Uh-huh. But there's huge stretches of boring talky-talk. And I'm like, it's Mortal 
combat. It's like a really simple idea here. It's kind of like <laughs> like when we were talking about about Godzilla and Kong. It's like yeah, I want to watch the monkey and the lizard punch each other. I don't care about the talkie talk. Yeah, like yeah. your, your talkie talk yeah, is but... irrelevant. Punchy punch. <laughs> yeah, the story is like the the least interesting part in in all of it, pretty much. And uh, you know. I, I give it to them in terms of the characterization of, of some of the characters it was pretty spot on. You know, uh, Kung Lao was definitely, you know, the, the arrogant one. Uh, Liu Kang was definitely the overly, uh, I guess, believing in, in Raiden's way and everything, but at the same time, still not fully confident in himself. Uh, Kano was a, a right asshole as he should be. <laughs> like, like I said, Kano was the most interesting character to watch for the first like two thirds of the flick. Like he's the only one exhibiting yeah. any kind of personality. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was delighted by him. I like to me, he was a highlight. And I'm like, why do I care more about Kano than I do like my quote unquote hero protagonists like Sonya and Jax and uh, Cole? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it sucks because they kind of like. They kind of shafted Sonya because they kind of made her like almost like a, a conspiracy theory. Like they made her seem like she was a little crazy, you know, because like she's the only one that like believed all this. Like, I don't know if, if maybe just the actress played her that way or like if that's kind of how they had it in the script. But it's almost like there's a difference between like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on here and I need to clue you in. Right. But. Right. Uh, her character was played off more like no uh, this this has to be happening i've been i've been following this for too long and it can't be like fake you know so it's kind of like that the difference between like being confident in like what you know versus like desperate that it's true you know what did you think of the 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 angle with like these uh these dragon birthmarks that they're all born with <laughs> Because I thought that was that dumb was, as I shit. Think, probably the dumbest part of the whole movie. Well, it's okay. So these people are are not necessarily born with it. Sometimes you you get it by killing the person who has it. But I, it seems yeah. like if they're calling it a birthmark, mostly people ha somebody had to be born with it, right? And then maybe you kill a guy and you take it. But yeah. someone had to be born with it, right? So that's yeah, it that's, seemed like it was only cold. That's what it seemed like. But I, 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 this is like the logic of the movie, which I find frustrating to try and analyze. <laughs> Yeah, and then like these people are supposed to be like like quote unquote the champions, and then like we find out that all of them are just getting killed left and right because they suck. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah, it's like there apparently there's no criteria for being chosen by the mark. It's just kind of like by chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's. I, I thought that I thought that angle was uh, really stupid. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I'm really shitting on this movie, and like I said, there, there but there are parts I liked. Uh, I uh, uh -huh. Kung Lao's fight was really good. Yeah, when he gets to, when he gets to do the the flawless victory. Yeah, against Natara, which is also a, a really cool throwback because Natara actually hasn't even been in the last three Mortal Kombat games. I think it's been like since like seven or eight that she's even been in the game, which she, is cool. I was gonna say I don't I don't that was a character I did not recognize at all. Yeah, like she she is a deep cut character, which is like why when I saw her, I'm like, oh shit! Like they they hid her in the trailers, you know, they didn't show her. But then I realized why it's because she dies basically instantly. <laughs> which, which is so funny because like Shao Kahn's like all hyping her up the entire time, calling her her oh, yeah. like his beauty and stuff like that. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this about? Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> um, 
Oh, uh, okay. I needed to ask you. This is I, I didn't look at this up. You, but I'm sure you know. The yeah. who was the dumbass with the giant sledgehammer? Oh, uh, Reiko. That is a real. Yeah, he's, he's a real character. Yeah, he he's like. Uh, he's also in like one of the earlier games. I think he's from Chaos Realm or something. I think originally, or maybe no. I'm thinking of Havoc. No, yeah, Reiko, uh yeah, he's another deep cut character. He also hasn't been in the last three games. Let me check my is... let me check my notes on him real quick here. Oh yeah, uh, he sucks. <laughs> but he's played by the great Nathan Jones, which is Who's always... fucking terrible in this movie. <laughs> like all he does is stand around with his mouth open. <laughs> Just like yeah, no, that's, that's... That's his uh, that's his signature acting style. <laughs> what else is he in from? Everything Am you I... see Nathan Jones in, that's the character he plays. Really? Yeah. So he was in The Protector. He played the big giant wrestling guy that Tony Jaa had to fight. Okay. So he was. I just pulled him in... up on IMDb, and this is funny because I was going to make this joke. He looks like an outcast from Fury Road. He's actually in Fury Road. Oh yeah. No. He's <laughs> he's, he's, he's Rictus well in Erectus in Fury Road. Yeah, no, that guy, he's definitely, like, in all of the action stuff. Like, he was in that. He was in uh, Fearless with Jet Li, with, where he played also, I think, an American wrestler. <laughs> he, he's he's kind of typecasted a, for a good in, reason. He's in Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, he's uh, in, oh, my God, he's in the Scorpion King Book of Souls, which, <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't even know they made another Scorpion King movie in 2018. With Zach McGowan as a Scorpion King. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh my god. That was, that was definitely a direct to a DVD. Oh yeah. He's in a movie called Boar, which that's B-O-A-R as opposed to B-O-R-E, which is this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think he played Craig Marduk in the Tekken movie, in the terrible, terrible Tekken movie. Oh, that movie's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Troy. I think that's probably where I recognize him from. Troy and Fury Road. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he was he's not good in this. He, I mean, like he's borderline comical with his facial expressions and when Jack's finally just like, you know, head smashes him, I was like, "Thank fucking god." I'm sick of looking at that guy. <laughs> he clapped him, literally clapped his cheeks. <laughs> let me ask you, let me ask you about that. Uh because again, we're for reasons that I don't understand, we're not in the tournament. We're not doing a tournament. But Lord, yeah. Lord Lord Raiden's fighters decide they have to take the fight to the Outworld guys who are breaking all the rules. So he yeah. has he has Raiden kind of arrange all the fights, um, and then they all they all win. No one no one on the on Raiden's team dies. <laughs> How fucking boring is that? They 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 got through with the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's very anime. You know, it's it's very like. You know, your your low life group of guys that are just like super underdogs and they just like super outmatched by the bad guys. But, you know, they, they all find their their inner strength and, you know, now, come through on top. Yeah. And then, this is like the impetus of the third act. And I should say that, that you know, to close up the second act, Kung Lao does does die. Shang Tsung sucks his soul out. But that seemed completely yeah. random, too. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, wait a second. So he can just suck anybody's soul. So then, why doesn't he just do that to everybody? Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, this just, just, this just happened to like, you know, artificially raise the stakes for the other characters, and I didn't, I didn't like it very much. You know, at that point, uh, uh, 
Kung Lao just had like the, one of the best fights of the movie, or one of the best scenes yeah. in the movie. Or not, I shouldn't say a fight because it wasn't much of a fight. But like he, he got to do a rad finishing move, which is awesome. Yeah, he, he pulled off the cool fatality. Yeah, which is great. And <laughs> another thing, I was, I was racking my brain, and I couldn't remember, and I didn't, I didn't have enough time to rewatch the movie today. So, so maybe you can tell me. But did yeah. they, did, do they even say at any point in this movie finish him? They do, but not like in a, uh, not to a person. Like they, they say something offhandedly like, oh, and like, so then you can go finish him or something like that. But it's, it's never like, you know, Shang Tsung says it like he does in the original. I know? think, I think well, in the, the, the way you said it, it sounds like a reference to a hand job. So <laughs> I don't, I'm not buying it. I think there was a double meaning there. <laughs> yeah they definitely have they have a few lines from uh i thought it was kind of original i thought it was kind of interesting that like the other care like so that the, the kind of characters kind of like say their like the catchphrases on you know like you know like yeah. china wins you know and like that stuff and then you know obviously the kung lao doing flawless victory you know stuff. So i like yeah. i kind of like that part of things yeah but like I, again i could i couldn't recall anyone saying finish him so i'll i'll i'll, I'll I will probably rewatch this movie at some point because, like, like, why not? It's free on HBO Max right now, so you know, I'll give it, I'll give it another go and see if see if some of these these these, these problems that we're talking about are a little bit more palatable the second time around. Mm. I kind of don't think they are, but I, I want to find. I got to find out if someone says finish him because I really feel like no one did, at least not in the in the context that I want them to. No, no, it was never said in the context of somebody defeating someone else like there and then. It was kind of said like as a offhanded thing, you know, but. Yeah, that that was one of the things that was missing. <laughs> so we, we didn't talk too much about it because I, I do want to talk about one of the highlights, which I think is yeah. the opening. The opening sequence oh, in yeah. feudal Japan. Uh, it, it it's like I said, I think it's the high water mark of the movie. Yeah, which I, I guess is it's to his detriment that it's so good because there are some movies so kind of like uneven and mediocre. Yeah. But man, it, it was great. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. you know, you see like his wife like digging with, and you, but you recognize it's like, oh, I know what that's going to be later. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that for a minute, man. Like, how much did you dig that kind of getting Scorpion's origin? Oh man, I, I mean, honestly, like you said, any, I think every scene with, uh, with Scorpion in it was probably the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, action wise, had some of the best choreography and everything. Uh, that actor, I've always loved him. I know he's been in in like everything that is you know needs a Japanese actor for an American movie. He's been that guy. You Dude, know? he's in the Wolverine. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he's been in there. He was in Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was in a lot of cool stuff. Apparently, um, you know, I looked him up. He, apparently, he's a character in uh, Infinity War, and I, I couldn't remember which one he is. He was the uh, Yakuza guy that Ronan kills. You're right. Yes, you're right. That's yeah. who it was. I totally blanked on that scene. But yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's a great actor. His name's uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. And yeah, there I mean, you, you, go, you Sonata. definitely you definitely recognize him from a lot of stuff. And he's been in, like you said, pretty much everything. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, no, I love that actor. And honestly, like, I had such high hopes for the movie based off that scene alone, that opening scene mm-hmm. where he just tears into everybody. Like he just plays it so well and so believable, you know, like you can, you can tell that, you know, he loves his family and he's just kind of just like that good father husband character. And, you know, but very like in the Japanese way, very like humble and like unassuming you know, but uh, 
just with all this hidden skill, you know, just that typical awesome samurai character. And just the way that he's just fighting with Sub-Zero is so cool. Because, I mean, at that point, we see that Sub-Zero already has his powers, but... And he found his Scorpion... Arcana, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he already found that, but apparently Scorpion didn't. So Yeah, and like, Sub- was... Sub-Zero in this movie is played by, by Joe, Joe Taslim, another, another, yeah. another very rec- recognizable actor. Uh, I again, I think they're both. Both of them are are like they get they get my 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 biggest compliments for this movie. Yeah, I think they're yeah. they are fantastic. Their scenes together are great. The the fights they do are great. You know, in, in feudal Japan, and then spoilers at the climax of the movie when when Scorpion yeah. finally fucking shows up to be a badass. Which <laughs> I mean, again, they were teasing us the entire time, and like when Raiden hands uh, Cole the the little the, kunai. Yeah, I was like. I was like, are we finally getting to Scorpion now? <laughs> like, is this what we're doing? <laughs> Although, like, the whole, like, explanation as to why he comes back is kind of bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, you're it, just kind of like, what? Like, you I mean, just have the kunai with you and he appears? <laughs> it's, like, it's like some kind of weird talisman that draws Scorpion forth or whatever. But it's it's it was... I didn't understand it from the sense that, you know, there's supposed to be these these multiple realms... That are engaging yeah. in the tournament, it would have been very easy to have him be from like the Nether Realm or whatever. Yeah, and and that way he's more part of your movie as opposed to like some kind of like trick you pull out of your sleeve in the third act. Yeah, I, I think it would have been a lot better to have him in there, and I just I don't know if it was story reasons or you know what, but like they just decided no, we're just going to leave him off to the side until the end. I, I hope if there is a sequel that he plays a bigger part in it. Well, sure. Yeah, but I, now I don't know how they're going to do that because they made his whole thing revenge. And if they killed Sub-Zero, you know, like, uh, unless they're going to like cheesily resurrect Sub-Zero, which, <laughs> you know, questions the, the, the entire integrity of Mortal Kombat if the guy gets resurrected. How mortal is well, this combat? <laughs> well, that's kind of funny, though, because technically, basically everybody that dies in Mortal Kombat later on gets resurrected as a revenant which is basically like Quan Chi brings them back as like the evil form of themselves. So not, like, not the, not the, not the, uh, the movie, the Revenant with the bear having sex with uh, Leo. <laughs> oh God. I hope not. <laughs> could be, <laughs> could be. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's another interesting aspect of the, of the lore that I didn't know. So that that's, I don't know. Interesting. I think everybody that died is coming back as a revenant, so they're all just going to be like zombie versions of themselves. But everyone loves Scorpion and Sub Zero, and you 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 sort of have just taken them out out of play for a sequel, right? Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, I think that's always been like the difficult part about Scorpion and Sub Zero because it's personal. Is just, yeah, yeah, because it's like you have that you know that struggle between them two. But then you also have, like, Liu Kang, Sonya, and Johnny, you know, that, that trifecta of, like, the Earth Realm warriors. Right. You know? So, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to, uh, uh, I guess, to have that, like, those co-stories and, like, who to give the attention to more. And uh, I think we, we saw the, the problem of that when, uh, in this movie, when they gave too much attention to Cole... Because they they needed him to do something, but he didn't really do much, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> again, uh, the, uh, those the, the scenes with Scorpion and Sub Zero are definitely the high water mark. The, the beginning and basically the end of the movie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you know, it bookends kind of nicely, I suppose. In that in that sense, I, sure. I I will give them credit for that. 
Um, yeah. I want to go back to Cole real quick because I wanted I was curious if you had any sort of uh, theory or explanation for what exactly his Arcana is all about. Because other than like being able to take a punch, I don't get it. Yeah, that you know, seems it, to be it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like it was like some sort of weird like uh, energy uh, redirection thing. Like he'll just take whatever hit and then turn it back into power. You know, so I mean, I it's interesting, and I wonder if we're ever gonna see him in a game in the future. But uh, you know, it, it just like <laughs> I think one of the things that's like uh, people may not have noticed the first time around. But his arcana came from the little bracelet that his daughter made him. Right. It, like, bursts and then wraps around him. Like, you barely see it. And I had to, like, go back and watch a video where it's just like, oh, that was the bracelet that made the body armor. So, it's again, it's one of those things where it's like this one happenstance thing happens to be the arcana. You know, it's like, well, okay, so if he never got that, he would just never have it or what? <laughs> Dude, there's so many questions like that. And, and... – I mean, I, I, l- 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 shit. Let me get to one of my big ones here about the, about the third yeah. act, about the final the final battle between between Cole and Sub Zero. Why the fuck does Sub Zero bother taking his wife and daughter hostage? Just fucking kill him. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't get it. I we, mean, we, you, you showed us in the beginning of this movie. You kill people's family. That's your jam. Yeah. <laughs> like he wanted to like do it slowly this time. I don't get it. I just we'll make them watch. What? They were unconscious <laughs> anyways. Who cares? Yeah, and it's like, okay. Yeah, that, that kind of like, I wasn't really sure why either. But, uh, I mean, it's not like Cole would have knew if they were alive or not, right? He would have come either way. Did you think it was weird that there was a mystical energy field protecting Raiden's temple? <laughs> like the one that he made? Or, or you're saying if there was well, there wasn't one prior? Remember, they, they, they turned Kano so that he can like shut down the shield thing that that dragon shield generator that he has. Oh yeah. Like it's fucking, you know, the Forest Moon of Endor or whatever. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is Raiden doing? <laughs> I was I actually was thinking about that too. I'm like, wait, I thought Raiden like made the shield just with his power, you know? Like I didn't think it came from an object or something. I don't know, like Raiden in this movie was also kind of weird in that he didn't really do anything. Like, he, he tried to make it so things wouldn't happen, but, you know, I, I know Raiden's character has always been like, oh, I'm not allowed to interfere, you know, blah, right. blah, But at the same time, like, even in the original, like, he wasn't allowed to interfere, but he still, like, did things to kind of make sure nobody was breaking the rules. Well, that's all they fucking do in this movie is break the rule. First of all, the the rules are vague and nebulous to begin with. (laughs) There's no tournament going on, so I don't understand half the shit, like, why it's all happening. Why couldn't we just have the tournament? Why couldn't we have the tournament? (laughs) Like, would it have been that big a deal to have the tournament? Was there not enough money for a tournament? (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, they never really set the guidelines down of what even the tournament was supposed to be. Like who's holding this tournament? Where is it? Where is it supposed to happen? Uh, apparently, who's he's being, in charge of it. Apparently, he's being held by Outback Steakhouse because there's no rules, just right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's just kind of like, wait a second. Like, are are we doing the tournament now? Is that what this is? <laughs> like, it is fighting right now. Technically, the tournament. Like, that was another thing that I thought was like I was very unclear about. I was, I was like, wait, is this it? Is, but 
again, it can't be because there's still the other realms invited to it, right? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It, at this point, I'm not sure anymore. Cause... No, it's very... It's so frustrating. I want this movie to be awesome, and it's just not, and it really bummed me out. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think the more you're, you're saying it, I'm finding more flaws with it, definitely. I want to say, you know, I'd still watch it again. Um, sure, but... sure, 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 sure. I'll, I'll be happy to check it out again. I, I, like I said, I'd love to see if this stuff sits a little better with me on, on a second viewing or if I just get more infuriated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I wonder if it's if it's actually worse because we know so much about the MK history. It, you know? it sort of felt like a movie for people who've never seen Mortal Kombat or you know don't know anything about it. Be, be, like you said, c- yeah. because of all the reasons that we talked about, like them trying to ground it, giving us this, this entry point character named you know named Cole Young who doesn't know anything. Where I'm kind of yeah. just like, dude, like we're not babies. Just throw us in the deep end of the pool. We'll figure it out. Yeah, honestly, Cole should have been Johnny, and it would have made the movie that much better. Fucking Cole know? could have been anybody else. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> just pick one of the characters, and like that, that's it. We're going to the tournament. I know about this yeah. thing going on. You know, and. It, there's ways to, to, to explain this to an audience that's not going to come across as contrived or cheesy or ridiculous because, I mean, you're there for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, I, that I, is I, true. I don't want to hammer that point home too hard. Uh, you know, that like, I, I don't want it to sound like the story's irrelevant because it's all about the punchy punch and the kicky kicks. <laughs> but, like, you, you, it's not, like, you overthought it, I think, is, is the biggest thing I can take away. He's like, you overthought this. Sure. Because you thought you had to make it accessible to people who don't know anything about Mortal Kombat. When I feel like even a casual person has a passing familiarity with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. At least broad strokes. And if you don't, sure. watch the movie and you'll get it. Like, again, we're not dummies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's definitely a victim of the uh, the Hollywood dumbing down of stories, you know, where it's just like, there just must not be any, like, faith left in in any of us because they just don't want to give us a story without like, you know, baby spoon, you know, it's so weird. I mean, I watched a couple of the, of the special features that are on HBO max after I watched the movie and like the, the, the guys who wrote the screenplay sound like they're fans. Like sound like yeah. they're into the games. So I, I sort of, I sort of wonder, you know, if they, if they were directed to do this by Hollywood executives or whatever, like, Oh no, we need, we need a character who's, who's not, in the games so that like the audience can understand, you know, I, you know, I, I, it feels like that was some kind of note that, that they got from an executive. <laughs> I, I want to agree with that. I definitely feel that that's probably the biggest thing. And honestly, with a lot of the movies that have just like been screwed up due to rewrites, I feel like that's usually the problem. Somebody up top is like, Oh, but I don't get it. So right, I'm kind right. of thinking that maybe the people that are the dum-dums are actually the ones on top supposedly running everything. No, that's almost <laughs> always the case. I mean, that, that, like, every time I hear a, how a movie got fucked up, it's because some executive didn't understand something. Yeah, and it's just like, well, this isn't for you. You already have all the money. <laughs> like, you're not going to go watch this movie. Well, and, and you know, again, <laughs> I, I go back to what we said, uh, what we've been kind of hammering home, that the, the, this movie tried to ground itself in reality and when that was completely not what it needed to do. I mean, yeah. think back to like the inspiration for the video game, Big Trouble mm-hmm. in Little China, a yeah, movie no, that does true. not bother to try to be grounded in reality at all. <laughs> no, no. In that movie, you just accept it. You know what? There's some crazy sorcerers and you go there's for the ride. Martial right. artists. And there's one like white dude trucker that is just doing his best to get through it all. <laughs> Basically. 
Yeah, I mean, not to get on, on a big trouble, a little China tangent, which I could easily do. But I mean, oh, yeah. Jack Burton's not even the hero of his own movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this he, is true. He, he's trying to be helpful, but he's not the guy, you know, fighting the, the fighting the three storms. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, and that's kind of the direction they should have taken it. I mean, you know, in that sense, he he's very much analogous to like the Johnny Cage character. You know, he's he's there with all these other like super like special forces trained or like, you know, monk warriors, ninjas, everything. And he's just kind of like the, your everyday Joe that kind of knows how to fight here and there. <laughs> well, it's, so, you know, Cole's a weird but, character. I mean, we, we find out that he used to be a good fighter, but now he's not a good fighter and he just takes a lot of punches. And now he has a magical t-shirt that, you know, helps him take more punches yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't get this. And then he gets the the weapons, which are that was cool and all, but yeah, I still don't understand. What did you think of Goro? Since we're, since we're talking about Cole, like, what did you think of the Goro? Oh fight? yeah, Goro. I thought Goro looked really cool. Looked better than uh, the, better than the OG movie. <laughs> yeah, they definitely they did him justice. He definitely was proper scale. Uh, he looked pretty mean. Uh, yeah, I liked everything they did with Goro, other than killing him. But <laughs> you know. I guess he kind of had to prove his uh, his his ability or uh, test his mind. I was, I uh, thank you. I was just gonna say if you didn't say that, I was gonna have to correct you. You have to say <laughs> test your might. That 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 is a, a requirement for a Mortal Kombat podcast. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but yeah, no, I thought Gora looked really cool. There there was you know certain decisions with certain characters that were not as cool, like we were saying about Reptile. Um. That I just didn't understand. Like, nobody just wants to be like, okay, you know what? There's these humanoid reptilian ninjas. Let's just go with it. Yeah. You know? it, they don't have to be like lizards, like literal lizards. I, I don't, I didn't understand why they went that direction, too. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm very the, much uh, with you on that. I don't understand why they keep doing reptile dirty. <laughs> uh, it, it's got to be the, uh, the reptilian humanoid Illuminati people that are just not letting that happen. They're like, nope, it's too close to reality. We can't let that be. I think. I think my opinion on, on it is, is 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 that some somebody, whether it's the director or the writer or some executive, I don't know, but somebody they're like, oh no, we don't need a third guy that looks like the other two guys. <laughs> Even though that's what the whole game is based. But, on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like clearly you haven't played the fucking game because there's like yeah, eight sure. guys that look like the the two other guys. <laughs> Yeah, there's at least like four other dudes that look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man, I feel like I feel like we've kind of covered all the basics, right? Or like uh, probably a big chunk of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely room for more characters. I mean, there's so many characters in Mortal Kombat that it's not going to be that hard to do. But just in general, like, you know, we we didn't get a few fan favorites. I mean, we didn't get Baraka. Right. We didn't get. Um, Let's see who else. We didn't get smoke. Even though there was like a few like smoke effects that I'm like, oh shit, is it going to be smoke? Like, like but uh, no, it was not. We don't you get know, noob. We don't, we don't get the cyborgs, Cyrax the, or Sector. The one character, uh, but, another character I didn't know was the guy with the helmet and the red eyes. Cy, Cy, uh, um, oh, Cabal. Cabal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he I shows didn't... up, I think, in three. But he's actually... His costume is like video game accurate. Like okay. that's how he looks in the game. So Even I, in eleven, it's pretty on point. That was my recollection. I was like, I think he was in three, but I couldn't remember that well. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that honestly they did they did Cabal pretty well, and okay. I think he's he, he's probably like an underrated character in the movie because he's essentially just Kano light, you know, in terms of his uh, his character. <laughs> so well, it's so but, weird uh, because they 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 set up like this backstory between those two characters, and then like instead of cool getting into like some some kind of cool Mortal Kombat fight, they just fucking yeah. chit chat, and he's like, hey. Why don't you come over to the dark side, bro? It's way cooler yeah. over here. And like, yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dark side rules. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm already there, man. Right. Leader which, of the Black Dragon. Let's again, go. another scene doesn't, doesn't need to happen because it's fucking Kano. We know he's the bad guy. They tell us that in the movie he's the bad guy. Yeah, from the start. <laughs> it's like, even if you don't know Mortal Kombat, they have told you in this movie Kano is the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty straightforward. But I, I do have to give the the, the shout out because I, I, Kano was like one of the characters that kept me interested in this movie. He was the, what, the most fun. The dinner scene, which yeah. calling him Kung Pao, made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's great. He's just so unapologetic, and it's just uh, you know I I love I, I've always liked Kano as a character, but I think this is probably his best portrayal ever. Did Did you feel that they sort of um, um, I don't know if this is a, a, an appropriate word to use in, in this term, but do you feel like they kind of like neutered Liu Kang? Yeah, in the sense that, like, I feel like he didn't really do very much, you know? Like, yeah, he he basically summons a fire dragon, but it's like, dude, if you had all this power, like, why were any of the other guys an issue for you, you know? Yeah, he seemed like this really, like, sort of, like, I don't know, unconfident version of Liu Kang in a, in a lot of senses. Where like, yeah, he should be able to do way more cool shit than he does. I mean, like, and maybe that's my, my maybe that's my own perception because uh, if memory serves, like Liu Kang wins the first two games. He's like the champion yeah. of the first two Mortal Kombat games. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to be kind of the main character, right? You know, so it, so. it seemed like they they sacrificed him for this Cole character, which I was, I rather would have followed Liu Kang again, like we like we did in the yeah. first movie. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely went a weird approach with it, and especially killing off Kung Lao just that early on. It was kind of like, well, they were always kind of like just the buddies that would just go in there and kind of secret mission, uh, oh, we need to go on this mission and uh, take care of these guys, you know? So it was always them two going in, you know, the, the Shaolin monks or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they kind of, I don't know, they, they went a different approach with it, and he was just strange and his outfit looked more like Ryu than, than <laughs> King for some reason. I, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought a very similar thing to that. Yeah. I thought, I sort of thought that as well. And then and, and again, I go, I go back to the fact that like after, after Kung Lao dies ridiculously, uh, yeah. there's no, there's no more stakes for the heroes because they fairly easily dispatch the outworld characters. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, th- I thought it might be part. a little bit more uneven. Like, uh, you know, it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded seeing. Uh, it it would have been more, sh- more. I don't know if shocking is the right word, but like, if, if they had killed one of the good guys, you'd be like, oh shit, okay, all right. It's Mortal Kombat, yeah, it, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, had it been a little more balanced in terms of like wins and losses, but I think they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because it was kind of like, well, we we can't kill the good guys, you know, because they already got their asses beat once. Well, if if there is a sequel, I I, I think the biggest thing, I mean, it, it has to be the tournament, right? It's got to be. I mean, what else would it be? Like, that's why he's going to go search for Johnny Cage, right. which is kind of a stinger. Because the, the tournament's coming, apparently, yeah. even though they, they've they now just dispatched, like, 
four of Outworld's best champions, or four or five. Like, who's even going to show up to the tournament? Like, <laughs> yeah, for, for Outworld, well, I mean, I guess we get Baraka, right? Hopefully, yeah. Maybe. I mean, we see him in the picture. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm very. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want this to be a, a, a successful movie and franchise because I'd like to see them get this right in a sequel. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I do not wish this to be it's some kind of disaster for for Warner Brothers or whatever. I, I would like to see this movie succeed, and we get a sequel, and we get a bigger, better one, because yeah. Mortal Kombat deserves a bigger, better one. Yeah, I think so. I think this one was kind of just like, I mean, we, we knew that it was kind of always being worked on, but kind of in this weird middle ground for yeah. a lot of time. And I think it, once you get to that point, it just starts getting so muddied that we get stuff like this. <laughs> Roger, I have to I have to, I have to make a little tiny confession here. I was a little nervous about this podcast today because I was very, I was very concerned that I was going to be the guy uh, like shitting all over a movie you liked. But we're very much on the same page. I mean, like, there's there's things we liked about it, but there's a lot yeah. we, the, to to, to uh, uh, criticize. And, and, yeah, no, I, I think I went into it just understanding that it was going to be, you know, popcorn action. Uh, it wasn't going to hold that true to what we know about the characters. And once I made those concessions, I'm like, okay, in that realm of thinking, uh, was it fun? I'm like, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I'd say it was it was a good amount of cheese. You know, like it was definitely cheesy and campy as hell, and there, See, the violence I, was fun. I think there could have been more. <laughs> I, I to me, it wasn't like cheesy I, enough I or campy enough. More, yeah. And it, it would have been if, like you said, if they had Johnny Cage in there, you really could have yeah. cheesed it up. Oh yeah, you know, especially if they if they like leaned into like the, you know the the imitation Van Damme stuff like that would have been that could have been really good if they had the right actor for it. Oh yeah, that that definitely would have been cool. I, you know, I, I that's why I keep going back to it. I'm just like you know they they didn't need to add Cole. They should have kept it as Johnny, and I think the movie would have been better for it mm-hmm. because he, like I said, he adds that like levity. You know, when everyone else is being like super serious, he's the one that kind of cracks a joke and like is self-aware of the situation, you know, cause I felt like everyone else's character was just so serious all the time. And yeah, I think yeah. Cole makes like one joke throughout the entire movie and you're like, all right, well, I mean, that seemed kind of weird and out of character for you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that a lot. I, I think that's very, very fair. Again, the movie's a little uneven cause it, I don't think it knows what it wants to be sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I've said everything I have to say about Mortal Kombat. How about you? Yeah, I think so. I, I think for me, it was definitely uh, a small victory, but definitely not flawless. No, far from flawless. Like, like, <laughs> like you had like the, like the tiniest sliver of your of your life meter, you know, hanging on there. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Again, I, 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 I'd love to see more Mortal Kombat movies. I, I really would. I think this would be a really fun series. Uh, sure. And and hopefully, you know, if it happens, they correct the missteps of this one. Yeah. I will. I will rewatch this at some point. But yeah, there there's uh, there's lessons to be learned here. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't have to be like the guy just shitting on something that Roger loved. That so that was good. That was that made me happy. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was really nervous I think about I was, that. <laughs> yeah, we we were both kind of like 
middle leaning, I was just slightly more towards good, and you were slightly more towards bad. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I think that's, and that's, that's completely fair. Like, I think it is a movie that actually is rather divisive, even probably amongst Mortal Kombat fans because of, of, of yeah, certain aspects so. of it. So yeah, all right. Well, hey, that was Mortal Kombat 2021. At least we got one. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, and we'll probably get more. You know, like I said, I hope I hope so, and I I hope they kind of address some of the shortcomings here. And, yeah. and and figure out a, a decent way to bring back Scorpion and Sub-Zero because you, you kind of sort of need those two. <laughs> this is very true. Hashtag, they're kind of a big deal. <laughs> Just like Ron Burgundy. Yep. All right, my friend, let's 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 get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's go play Mortal Kombat, all right? <laughs> yeah, sounds like a plan. <laughs> all right, everyone, go home, fire up your Xboxes, uh, uh, and, and we'll see you online, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, later, Raj. Alright, later, man. Get over here! Oh, yeah, we're back, and we didn't even talk about why would Scorpion know how to speak English. <laughs> but, hey, what are you gonna do? It's a movie, it's Mortal Kombat. Hope you guys enjoy the discussion. I hope uh, we didn't hurt anyone's feelings with, with some of our opinions about the film. Uh, Roger and I both are, are fans of Mortal Kombat. We wanted we want the movie to be better. I think that's all we were really trying to say. We weren't trying to be shitty about it. And uh, again, Roger leans more towards the good. He took more positives out of it than than maybe I did. Um, and that's okay. That's good. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's it's a flawed film. It's a flawed film. And and. But I'd love to see them do better in a second one. And I think that's kind of the key ingredient on this one. All right. We're going to be back very, very soon. I don't know what the future holds for us. But we're going to do something next week. There are no Falcon Winter Soldier show this week. Obviously, the Falcon Winter Soldier show is done. So there will not be a new episode of that dropped on dropping on Friday. If there is a new episode of the show this week, uh, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> because I don't, I don't know what it is just yet. But at the very least, we will be back next week for another all-new stunning installment of the TomCast podcast. My name is Tom. I thank you so, so much for listening. I really, truly appreciate every person who takes the time to download, listen, and hopefully enjoy the show. You can follow us on social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. If you are listening via Apple Podcasts, please take the time write us a five-star review. It is the easiest way to help support the podcast and help spread the word about what we're doing here on the TomCast Podcast. So thank you very much for that in advance. Before we go, we have to thank, once again, the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, gain access to content. Thank you to our current... Excuse me, my goodness. Thank you to our current Patreons. The Aspen Hill Chody, The Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host on The Ring and Ear, a great music podcast. I'd check, it, I'd check it out if I were you. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squid Master General, Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Our very own Joker and Holly Quinn, Brian and Krista Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, making the great beers. And, of course, Jesus Beer Hops, our hophead brigadier, our beer hop brigadier. I, I can't decide. i got to work on that. I'm, I'm workshopping it, bud. I'm sorry. I'll get, <laughs> we'll nail it down very, very soon. 
Thank you all once again for listening. My name is Tom, and we will be back. We will be back very, very soon. Don't even worry about that. Just make sure you click that subscribe button, and you're, you're going to get the show every time we drop a new one, no matter what. It's so convenient, so handy, so delightful, so delicious. That being said, I will talk to you all soon. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!